So one of those classic books by C.S. Lewis, The Screwtape Letters, you have this powerful dialogue between what would it be like to hear the thoughts of the enemy on how they tempt and attack the human race. And one of the things that the younger demon who's learning from the older one, how to be able to conduct the war against their enemy, which is our savior, so everything's kind of reversed in the book, the littler one says, I'm gonna do lots of suffering things. I'm going to make their life miserable. And the older demon says, don't do that. There's a better way. If you bring in some of the suffering, then quite possibly the Lord will use that helping them to come to their knees and cry out for help. Instead, make their life so comfortable, so comfy, that they don't really need God in their life anymore. To be able to say, thanks God, I got it sorted out right now. When I need you, I'll call you back from the shelf. But for now, you can save other people. I can kind of take care of myself. I can save myself. In the first reading today, we hear the severe mercy that many times when we are brought to our knees through the midst of our own consequences many times, that is the moment of turning, of transformation. Sometimes we have to be brought to the lowest place in order to be raised up on high. Think about in the Bible, you have the story of Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat. Joseph and his colorful coat. He's, he's talking about how great he is. He gets thrown into a pit. Then he gets thrown into jail. He goes all the way down. And then there's a reversal. He has a dream, or the, rather the, the king of Egypt has a dream. He's summoned. He answers the dream. And all of a sudden, he goes to the top. And think about Jesus himself going to the bottom of humanity, emptying himself, taking the form of a slave, being willing to die even the death of a cross. And God exalts him, the Father exalts him, so that every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So you have this theme. You also have this theme with the people of Israel. This first reading is from the book of the prophet Daniel. And this crying out is from a man who knows the history of Israel. Remember, the prophets were coming to the northern part and the southern part of Israel, saying, you need to turn back to the Lord. You're following these other gods, and at a certain moment, if you're not listening to the words, there will be consequences for your actions. And people went on partying and partying and partying and partying 
until Nebuchadnezzar came to the gates of Jerusalem and conquered it, sending them all into exile in Babylon. And so the people there who had the temple far, far away, the place where they could be in communion with God, that they could offer sacrifice and worship, they're now in a foreign land. And they're, in a sense, cut off, it seems. And Daniel doesn't fall into the habit that Adam and Eve fell into. When they fell, Adam and Eve, what did they do? Did they say, forgive me, please, I've failed? They don't do that, right? They say, that woman. Notice how Adam even just says, that woman, instead of my bride, my spouse, that person that you put in the garden with me, she made me do it. And then the Lord says, woman, wasn't my fault, the serpent. He tricked me into it. And though there is certain threads of truth there, they closed their heart. They, in a sense, still were hidden in the bush when God is going through the garden saying, Adam, where are you? He's not saying it like, Adam, where are you? I'm going to get you right now. That's what they were hearing. So they were hiding. They were hiding. They come out physically from the bush, but they keep their heart closed. And the sign of their closed heart is pointing the finger outside themselves, saying, the problem has nothing to do with me. It's that one. I'm innocent. And in doing that, their heart stays shut. Now, Daniel is this powerful sign of someone who has come to his senses, not unlike the prodigal son who goes away and the fruit of his consequences from leaving his father's house is to ultimately serve in the swine herds wanting to even eat the pig's food, and nobody gives him anything. And it says there, he came to his senses. That low point, all of a sudden something switches, and he says, I've sinned. I've fallen short. It's not this person, it's not this person, but I'm owning that. And he starts the journey back to the father's house. Daniel, is saying, justice is on your side, Lord. Isn't it interesting how sometimes we blame God? If something goes wrong, we say, God, it's your fault that I'm here. And yet, we need to trust, saying, Lord, I am a sinner. I'm in this broken world. And yes, there may be things that have happened to me that were beyond my control, there's also the fact that I'm broken and wounded as well. And if I close myself completely 
And if I say it's always that person's fault, then I'm shutting myself up, saying I'm in need of a savior. For whatever part I'm culpable, I am in need. And that's what Daniel says here. He says, justice is on your side. We weren't listening to you. But then he says, but yours, O Lord, our God, are compassion and forgiveness. Yes, we rebelled against you. We paid no heed to your command. But yours are compassion and forgiveness. And the powerful thing of the gospel today, and again, it goes back to that son that squanders his father's wealth, ends up in the pig herds, comes to his senses and is coming back. He recognizes that he's fallen, but he has no, he has no concept of the immense richness of that father's love for him. He knows that he's wrong, so he comes back saying, perhaps I'll just become a, a servant, a slave. That's all that I deserve. And in a certain sense, that is. But you know one of the beautiful things about the biblical understanding of the word justice? Justice in a Hebrew understanding to honor the relationship. That's what justice means. Honor the relationship. So if you think about the relationship of the father, this is where mercy and justice, in a sense, in this beautiful way, have this beautiful inner connection because the justice is honoring the relationship that's also saying, you're my son. Yes, you've hurt me. There needs to be healing there. But you're my son that I love. Why would I not want to run to you? And that father runs to his son. This is where mercy triumphs over justice, that even in the midst of that relationship of father and son, mercy is something that just pours out even more. So it's, re it's revealing the very depth of the Lord is justice and mercy, but mercy is the highest attribute because it's this gushing out in a way that that son could never, ever possibly imagine. He's coming back trying to be a slave, trying to just get back into the household in some sort of way, and the father runs and tackles him with mercy and has this giant feast the son, like in the gospel today, is coming first with a small measure. He has like a teaspoon. He's coming back. And the father is coming with, an in, with a giant fire truck filled with mercy, ready to shoot his fire hose of just saying, I want to gush out so much. But in order for us to receive that kind of measure, because the Lord has this infinite mercy. He has an ocean that he wants to pour into our cup. But this is where 
the way that that cup expands is for us to recognize we are in need of a savior. To be like Daniel, not like Adam and Eve, who hid their heart saying, it's actually that person's fault and that person's fault and that person's fault. And don't look at me, God, because it's them. When we act in that way, the measure goes really, 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 really small. And that's all that the Lord can put in of the ocean that he wants to give. But when we learn to encounter our brokenness and our sinfulness in a way that makes us run to the Father, then the Lord starts to stretch our heart. He does that through the new wineskin of the Holy Spirit saying, I'm pouring my spirit into you. And if you run to me, knowing that apart from me, you can do nothing, look what I can do for you. I'm going to stretch your heart. I'm going to make it have the capacity of an entire fire engine fire hose to be poured in there. And not just to meet the top of it, but it says here, Give, and gifts will be given to you, a good measure, packed together, shaken down and overflowing, will be poured into your lap. So even as big as the Lord's going to stretch your heart through the encounter of our brokenness and our sinfulness and coming to the Lord and asking Him to stretch our heart through this reparation, through this healing of running to the Father's love, of saying, I have sinned, please, for your mercy. The Lord says, even with that stretching, it's going to be overflowing. It's going to be poured into your lap. You're going to have this measure that's going to be filled up on your lap too, because it's just overflowing. And the Lord says here, when you have that kind of approach of saying in humility, humility is what unlocks the stretching. It says, the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. So the Lord is saying, I have so much to give you. Will you be like Adam and Eve and still hide from me? Pointing the finger outward. Or will you trust that as you open your vulnerable and broken heart to me, I'm not going to condemn it, but I'm going to touch that hurting area, breathe life into it, and actually make it bigger, stronger, and having the ability to receive my love all the more. Remember the Lord said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly, overflowing. This is what the Lord's talking about. This is the good news, is that yes, we were in exile. Yes, we were like a fish that jumped out of our fish tank and we can't get ourselves back in. But God, who is rich in mercy, scooped down, lifted us up, put us back into his water of life. And what he's calling us to do when we experience that kind of mercy is to be merciful to others 
Think about the image. This is the last image that I'll give you from the very famous musical Les Miserables by Victor Hugo. Jean Valjean experiencing profound mercy. He beats up the bishop, steals his silver, runs away, gets caught, comes back. And the bishop, who has a black eye, who's been beat up, could have just said, yep, he did it, send him away. But instead, he runs and gets even more silver and says, you forgot this, didn't you? And it confuses Jean Valjean. He's like, why would you do this? And he says, I bought your soul for God. Use this and become a better man. And the whole story of Les Miserables is the story of Jean Valjean as a Christ figure who ultimately brings healing in so many other places. He becomes the merciful bearer, even bringing his future son-in-law out of the depths of the sewer so that he could ultimately marry his adopted daughter, Cosette. You've received far more than silver. You've received new life. Has it changed you to be merciful to others? Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.